Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So we talked about the left. We talked about the right, and we talked about how they conduct themselves in a discussion. Poorly at best. So tonight, what I'd like to talk about is my personal take on how a discussion should be held. Okay. Now, it's important to note that it's my personal take. I am not saying it is the way. I am not saying it is the right way. I'm not saying it's even a right way. I'm saying it's my personal take on how a conversation should proceed. I hope that's clear. My personal opinion. I'm sure it's not just some people, but those are probably not our people. So, (laughs) what were two things that we talked about about the left that really still stick out in your head? Insults and over-emotional bullshit? Yeah. And for me, I would just add... Really quick to block people. Okay. Then same question about the right. Zero uh, percent listening, and again, insults. Agreed. I hundred percent agree with you on that. I don't think they listen at all. So, to me, the right way, first of all, is to take emotion out of it because, you know, perfect example is a thing like a pandemic. It's horrible that people are dying. It's horrible that people are suffering. But I don't care if you had had the most perfect response possible. A lot of people were going to die. Right. So you can't base your decision off of trying to have zero people dead or like Alyssa's comment today about, well, you can't get a death rate until the whole thing is finished. Well, it's never going to be finished. Only two viruses in history have ever been eradicated. Two. And those are? Um, I don't remember. One of them was smallpox. Yeah, and I don't remember what the other one was. But just two. It was like started with an R, by the way. Um, but in any event, you got to take the emotions out of it because then you're not so worried about whether it's one death, five deaths, 500 deaths, 500,000 deaths. You're making the decision that you think is best for the situation. And now... Before people start screaming and yelling that you should include the emotions, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you agree with this statement? It's the job of the leader to make best possible decision based upon the facts that are known, both past, present, and future, and the ultimate end goal being safest result possible under all of those circumstances. Would you agree with that? That was a very long definition, but yes. So 
how many people die is going to change depending on the circumstances and how tight things need to be. It's not, if circumstances say certain things and you make it too strict, that like chokes things off. That's not good. Right. So you don't want that. Vice versa, if you make things too loose, when the circumstances warrant strictness, you're also going to have pushback and blowback. And so that's the first thing. Get rid of emotions. And then the other thing is don't assume a fucking thing. Don't assume anything. <laughs> don't even assume. Here's a good one for you. I bet you've never thought of before. Don't even assume that the person on the, whose name on the account is the person you're actually talking to. And I don't just mean fake accounts. F to the Y to the I. Like you've had discussions with people under my name before too. Exactly. And I'm not a fake account. You can't assume that you know who you're talking to. So these are all things that are in play. And so you have to ask questions. You can't assume things. And the next thing that's absolutely horrendous that people do is they assign facts to your opinion. They make it like those facts came from you and that that's your opinion. And then they proceed to argue against it. And when you refuse to argue back, they say they won the argument. Well, what, what was there to win? I didn't say those things. I don't agree with that. And I mean, I give you an example. I'll give you a perfect example. You know, today I had this argument with, and she was a right-wing lady. She's a big Trump supporter. And she said that I put that our military should not be used as the police force for the world. It should be used to protect U.S. borders only. And she responded they're not you our military's not used as a police force for the world. They're only used as a police force for the United States. I reminded her that the military is not a policing organization. And then I asked her that if it's true that they're only used here in the United States, like she claims, why are we involved in eight wars on foreign soil? Okay, you want to know what her response to that was? Remember what the, remember what the question was? Eight wars. Uh-huh. Eight wars. So, remember when we say people don't listen? She goes, "Well, President Trump wanted to remove the troops from Afghanistan, but the Afghanistan president, he begged him to keep them there. Well, okay, first of all, what about the other seven? Why aren't you addressing the other seven? Why are you only she knows addressing nothing about the Afghanistan? Other seven. She knows nothing about this either. Because then I said, okay, good. So why is it if, Af- if we want to bring our troops home, that's our decision, that in our best interest, our troops should come home. Okay. And you as a supporter of the president who thinks that has to agree with that or likely agrees with it then why isn't Afghanistan paying for the troops who are there at their request? It's like we talked about the other day. If Afghanistan is like, yo, Trump man, we need all this help. Can you send us these 10,000 bros for like five years? And then he has Trump to say the say cost is this it's much. It's going to cost X number of dollars per year for those 10,000 bros to be in your country. And you, Sign and a they, contract, call and they it a pay day. It. And they pay it. It's just got to be. It's got to yep. be. She says... She says, well, I'm glad to know that world leaders need your approval before they deploy troops. Ooh, and I, said, I said, can I ask you a question? Please point to where I ever said anyone needed my approval to deploy troops. Please point to that. She actually said that the person she wants to be president doesn't agree with the troops being there. Exactly. So then... Then she took it a step further and said, you know, there's a, an ex- Islamic extremic camp in Alabama, right? You know that, right? I've heard about it before. I said, yeah, but I would like to know what foreign nation has invaded our borders. 
We discussed this earlier, you and I. And she said the extremist thing again. And I said, they may be citizens of other countries, but they're not a nation. And she goes, well, they're nationals. They're nationals of whatever country they're from. Yes, they are. That doesn't make them a nation. A national would be an individual citizen. A nation would be Iran, Iraq, India, England. Those are nations. Nationals would be Donald Trump. Then what did she Justin Trudeau. So then she said... Victoria's a national. So then she said... I I can prove to you that a nation has invaded us. Look at the Mexican cartels. They've invaded our borders. And I said again, Mexican cartels are nationals. They're Mexican nationals. They are not. And I mean, and plus think about this. Do the real drug cartels actually come from Mexico or do they come from Colombia? They come from all sorts of places. But mostly from Colombia. So then here's what you get. This is a woman who, and I'm giving you my opinion now, all she's ever heard about is the South American drug cartels. But then she's decided that the drug cartels come from Mexico. She then proceeds to tell me that the reason that that's a country that invaded us is that Mexico is a country in dun, 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 South America. No, they're not. They're in North America. But they're a country in South America, and therefore those cartels are a country invading our country. And I said, really? I hadn't heard that the Mexican um, military had invaded the United States. Could you point me to a citation that says that? Now, so far we've had a lady that completely mistakes where things are, doesn't understand, you know, I give her, question her on eight wars, she tries to give me one. And had, had I not been able to prove to her that they should probably pay, then she tried to deflect with the, well, how did you... Um, I'm glad to know you need to give approval. Anyway, had I not done that, she would have claimed victory, and she'd have been, see, that's the answer. Yeah, but there's Fun still, fact, lady of Twitter. But, but there's still seven other wars that you need to explain. All Fun. seven. Fun fact, lady of Twitter. The United States has only been invaded one single time in history. Exactly. By a foreign country. And that was in 1812. And I mean, and I'm going to tell you that like my libertarian friends would not agree with me about the, well, if they're going to put them there, you have to pay. But let me explain why I feel that way. As a pragmatist, I understand that even if somehow libertarians manage to like win every election going forward for a while, Mm -hmm. like a total miracle happened, you'd still have Republicans, Democrats and independents in office. And you're still going to have to govern with those people. And you're still going to need their votes to get your bills passed and your laws passed. I don't know. I think you could probably convince a decent number of libertarians onto your side on that. Because it's more of a business arrangement Well, yeah, and that's exactly, anything else. That's exactly why I look at it as a pragmatist as a good way to go. Because yeah. it's like, all right, you know what? I'm not going to go take my full-on military and like invade a country for you. But if you're telling me that you need protection because the terrorists are coming and you don't have enough help and you need 10, 15, 20,000 guys, well, yeah, as long as you pay the cost, it's a business transaction. It's like I look at it as a service just like the postal service. Like Canada sends peacekeepers to war-torn places all the time. Bingo. So, you know, but I see it that way. So this lady, though, she ended up first, first person on the right so far. She ended up blocking me because she said, I gave you an example of a country and you just want to be right. Well, I wanted to say, well, that's because I am right. Because in this discussion, you've proven absolutely nothing except that you know absolutely nothing. 
I feel like going and finding that thread on the Twitter and telling her about 1812. Yeah, interestingly, what I do when people block me, I block them. Because Twitter has a glitch. Well, I think it's a purposeful glitch. Where you can block somebody and you can still see their tweets. They can't they see can yours. They can't see your tweets. No, they can't see yours, but you can see theirs. That's annoying. If, if I block you, uh-huh. I can still see your tweets. You can't see mine, but I can see yours. And I don't want her seeing my tweets and being able to like use a fake account to come talk to me. So, I block them. But <laughs> the way to handle it, remove the emotions... Learn to use Google and maybe don't, figure out what the actual facts are. Don't go into the argument assuming things. Okay. You don't go into the argument assuming things because when you assume things, it could be you could be right, you could be wrong, you could be a little close to it, you could be way far away from it. There's all sorts of things that could ha- possibly happen. So ask questions because that will help establish. You know, maybe maybe the other person's just using terminology differently than you, and when you actually ask questions, you find out that you actually agree. That's very likely. That's possible, you know? So why get into this big discussion? But my favorite is when, you know, now you go, don't assume things, but then there's also, I take it as part of a get, don't get emotional, but you used the word, so I'm going to use it, name-calling. Like, right away, okay, douchebag, well, blah, blah, blah. Well, why... Why am I a douchebag? Because, I mean, basically, if you analyze what's happening, person makes comment that's never commented to you before. You've never seen this person in your life. This is your one and only interaction with this person. Are you getting the gravity of this situation? Like, this is like (laughs) the one time you're going to interact with this person. And the first words out of your mouth are, okay, douchebag, what? that proves is you have zero interest in what that person's thinking because you were more interested in insulting them and calling them stupid than listening to their opinion. Insults generally come from people who have no facts to win the argument. Now I'll tell you what I will do. And this, this is not part of my philosophy on arguing. It's just what I do to vent sometimes. If, if you come at me with an insult, I will let you know that you get one free pass. And after that, I let all of it loose. And I let them know that I give zero fucks what anyone thinks about me. And people don't put that together. Because if you give zero fucks what anyone thinks about you, let's just say that hamburger could be the worst, most offensive word a person could ever hear. And I'll use it hamburger, 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 hamburger. Because I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I don't care. It's not my business what you think about me. Because I know who I am and what I do. I know who she is and what she does. We don't care what people think about us. Go away. No one cares. But I give them the warning. (laughs) Then if they insult me again, I don't just insult them like a child. I weave it into the discussion. Blah, 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 blah. But your little feeble mind, your little biased feeble mind would never be able to comprehend that. That kind of thing. That's what I throw in there. So I insult them. Calling people biased makes them exponentially more butthurt. It's great. Oh, it's great. It's great. And then they'll say, well, you're biased. And I'm like, well, of course I am. I'm biased towards my ideology. Of course I'm biased towards it. I'm owning it. I'm owning it. That also throws them off. 
Okay? So that's the other thing. That's my other theory is own your ideology. Don't don't be like, okay, like I said, most of my libertarian friends, if they listen to this episode and they hear me say that someone should pay us for the use of our military, a lot of them will disagree with me vehemently. And I'm not afraid to say it. It's what I believe. It's what I believe. I'm not afraid to say it. Bingo. So those are the, to me, that's the startings. And the last thing is to have an open mind and listen to what the other person is saying to you and consider what they're saying to you. And maybe not the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth time you hear a specific argument, will you change your mind? But eventually you might go, you know, I've been thinking about this all this time. And I've been putting the dots together and connecting the dots. And I'm starting to believe that maybe not everything that person said is correct, but hey, two-thirds of what they said was correct. Do you see where I'm going with this? Like yep. you, you've got to examine what they say. And that, you know, when you tell people that, they say, oh, well, but I disagree. I know they're wrong about that. Okay, great. But what about the other 19 points that they're trying to make? Just because they're wrong about that doesn't make them right, wrong about everything. Yeah, well... I just keep thinking back to the discussion I talked about in our in our anti-left thing about me saying we needed two new choices and everybody immediately jumping on the fact that I don't like Biden, but just completely ignoring the fact that I also don't like Trump and we agree 50% on that. Exactly. <laughs> like, let's, and like, let's just ignore the fact that we agree on 50%. I mean, and that's a kind of minor-ish one because there's only two choices. But like when someone's talked about five different things and oh, I know they're wrong because that's wrong. Well, but what about the other four things? I mean, my examination of the facts say the other four things they're right about. They agree with us. So why are we treating them like they're a douchebag and all of this? That's the problem is nobody wants to do that work because it's hard work. It is very hard work to examine what another person believes and then make yourself change your own opinion because of the evidence you get back. I change my opinion on situations all of the time. All of the time. Because I'll talk to you about something and my opinion will adjust slightly. Then I'll talk to somebody online about something and it'll adjust slightly more. And then you and I'll talk about it again and it'll fall somewhere in the middle of where I was before and where I am now. Same with me. I agree with you. But there are to me people too. who are not like that. There are people I, who are just like, this is blue. I, I only admit, like this shade of blue. I will admit that on big, 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 big picture things, like the use of military, what I consider a crime, mm-hmm. not changing my mind on those things. I believe that the military should only be used to protect our borders. And I believe that the only thing that should be prosecuted is fraud and violence fraud and violence everything else is a victimless crime and you know what don't forget going in and robbing somebody it's fraud and violence is is violence for sure so people always try to use oh so it's okay for people to rob no it's not so but but other than that i'm willing to change my mind on things even i would think even your mind has adjusted on that over time even okay i'm gonna use this mask issue as kind of an example you know i don't believe in the masks but i will do it as long as other people do it as well if i'm gonna follow the rules you gotta follow the rules and i think that's why when we were in vegas we felt so much safer because way more people were quote 
following the rules. The only exceptions are people walking up and down the strip because they're technically outside. So not wearing it's not technically violating the law, but also it's a public space. So it technically is violating the law. Like you could argue either way on that one. So that was okay. I just kind of like dodged those people. But don't you agree with me that like that's why you felt a little safer because the majority of people are following the directions? Well, yeah. Everybody, even even walking up and down the strip, it was 90% with masks on, 10% dangling masks here, from their ear. And here, you got the people with their face penis hanging out, their nose, <laughs> and, you know, wearing it around their chin. I mean, you don't their feel... Their face like, penis and their face butthole hanging out. You don't feel like you <laughs> want to contribute if you have to do all that stuff and they don't have to do any of it. But also in Vegas, every single casino you walked into, when you walk in... There was hand sanitizer and masks. So if you felt like you needed to swap out your mask, you could swap it out every single casino you went into. At every major turning point in the casino, there was hand sanitizer. And it was mostly touchless hand sanitizer, too. I didn't see a single one that wasn't. In the mall, there was a couple stores that had these. The mall must have given out big jugs of sanitizer. And it had a pump handle. I wouldn't want to touch that. But the mall was the same way. Most stores were giving away masks. If that store decided they wanted you to wear gloves, they were giving you gloves to come in with. They all had hand sanitizer. The employees were educating people. It wasn't wasn't dumb like it is here. Sorry. You know what I just thought of? What? My comment's kind of dumb. Of course I wouldn't mind touching it. Because you touch it, you get hand sanitizer in your hand, and then you sanitize your hands. I suppose it's safe. Um, so anyway, no, we just that's regressed. my philosophy on how you have a discussion. What do you think? Do you agree with all of it, some of it, none of it? What do you think? I agree probably like 95% with you something what's the five percent you don't agree well it's more like i would like to add something and i don't want to and i don't want to and if you disagree with me on something i'm not going to try to convince you i just want i'm just interested in your perspective right it's it's more like things that i would want to add that you also probably shouldn't do in discussions if you want to have a productive so you agree one? with everything i said though which was the question yes okay so you don't 95 percent agree with me you 100 percent agree with me well and if you agree with these things then technically i 110 percent agree with you Anyway, um, <laughs> not possible. These are new things that are added. So it makes the pie bigger. You're not going to agree on this one. Anyway. Slice is smaller. Um, I think that sarcasm probably doesn't have much of a place in a discussion when you want it to go well for both sides and like actually have a learning discussion because I think it kind of it, it, it triggers emotions in some people that are regularly not using them. So there's that. I don't think that really belongs in discussions. Hold on. What if you're an, a sarcastic person? So you're not supposed to be yourself? I think you can be yourself, but you probably shouldn't purposely add crap loads more sarcasm. You know what? You know what? I'm surprising you. I do agree with you on that because how I handle it is like I just told you. I won't say anything out of line until someone twice insults me. And you're an extremely when sarcastic you, when person. When you insult me a second time, then it's like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, but you know. You would never grasp that because of your small, feeble mind that's super biased in one direction. Well, of course. And that fits with the rest of what I said, which was if you want the discussion to be productive. Once that guy's called you a douchebag, you know that discussion's never going right. to be productive. So then it's like a nuclear weapon. So what it's just like do whatever you want. That's the only one I really big one I can. And I don't disagree with you on that because I'll tell you, you know what helps with that? 
and mm-hmm. all of you sarcastic people out there that say I can't be different, you don't have to be different. But by not assuming things and stopping and asking questions, it slows you down enough that you don't spew sarcasm. Right. It just works. Like I was having a re- like the, the story I told you earlier about the lady with the you know Mexico and all that. I was kind of sad that she blocked me because I was having a good time. It was one of those. I know you are, but what am I? Yeah. yeah and. I thought of a second thing. But hold on. Yeah, and? And? You just kept saying, so I've disproven everything you've said. Do you have anything else to say or do you want to now admit that I was right? Oh, you don't want to admit I was right? Well, what else do you want to tell me? (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. What about this point? Yeah, and? And you just keep burying them over and over and over again. It's like, it was fun because you just stick to the point that you started with. You don't go off. Hey, you want to talk about? Alabama. I mean, think about it. In that entire time, I talked about two things. They need to protect our border mm-hmm. and what nation has invaded our borders that I don't know about. Those are the two things I talked about. <laughs> she talked about Islamic extremists in Alabama. Oh, I forgot to tell you this part. She also talked about, of course, the Mexican cartel. But then she said, you know, when George Bush sent our troops to Afghanistan, what did he call it? A war on terrorism. And I said, so who cares what he called it? It doesn't change the fact that the troops are designed to protect our border. End of story. Well, I mean, you might be able to make a different a different argument for George Bush sending said troops to find the dude who blew up a shitload of stuff here. He's kind yes, of protecting you, his border. Yes, you could. But That's why have we been there for area. 19 years? I, I'm going to say probably the last 18 of those have been a problem. <laughs> but the first one was probably okay. But even then... Just because Joe Blow calls something a war on this doesn't make it so. Not even disagreeing with you 1%. Just but kind you know of what I'm saying? It's just pointing it's, out a gray but area. But that's the point. That's why I enjoy pa- sparring with people like that. Because, yeah. because they, it literally takes... You know how sometimes we say there's certain TV shows that we like to watch because it takes zero effort to watch them? Because you can kind of tune in every three minutes and you can kind of keep up with the story? Yeah. People like that are like that. You don't have to really engage in the conversation. Just do your steps and stick to your guns. I said there were eight wars. You mentioned one. I destroyed it. There's still eight wars. Now explain to me why there's eight wars. And you just keep going back to that. Because eventually they get so frustrated that they block you, which is what the person did. So that's good. You had another thing you wanted to add. It's about uh, stating facts. In a discussion, if you state the facts, it's on you to prove them. So might as well just cite your sources in the beginning if you're going to state facts. I know you agree with this because it pisses you off when people don't. When they just make an assertion and call it a fact but have zero things to back it up. And then tell you to go Google it. I know. that's Fuck you. I know how to use Google. Let's prove that you do. No, and the better one is when people aren't listening to a word you say, so you decide to use something from Google so that they won't argue with you, and then their response is, well, great. So you, you obviously know how to Google. And obviously you don't. It's just dumb. Dick. Anything that's else? That's all I can think of. Well, that's our philosophy for how to have a discussion, especially one online. But I'll tell you, it translates to in-person discussions. And no more will I ever let somebody tell me, well, you've never experienced that, so you can't understand it. It's not true. Might not be able to understand it as easily. But if I take the time and I examine all angles, I can understand it.
plain and simple. What do I do when I play chess? Every single game, I'm in different positions. I can still figure out the position and find the right move. Doesn't matter that it's different every time. And that I've never been there before. So bottom line, that's it. I don't have anything else to talk about on that topic. We have now talked about the right. We have talked about the left. And then we've talked about the right way, in our opinion, to have a conversation. And on that very specific note, good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye, Bree. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.